0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, uh, Dennis
1: and uh, Brady. And the uh, weather has been uh, kind of uh, unkind to us again at the start of this week. But there was some baseball played on Monday. Uh, Pretty much everything was shut down uh, yesterday. But uh, we'll still uh, get a, a show in today. Uh, and obviously it was cruel to us over the weekend, so there wasn't anything to talk about on Monday. So. No,
2: and I'm worried about how many games we'll have today on Wednesday because it rained a lot and it's not very sunny. So I don't know where the, all that water is going. All right, we're going to put on sponge
1: suits and we're going to go out to all the fields and roll around. Yeah, because that's what it's <laughs> going to take to get a lot of these playable. <laughs> all right, uh, but we will get into what was played uh, in our first uh, segment, and
3: that comes up after these.
2: Marysville.
1: For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: Well, we did get some baseball in on Monday. Uh, Brady, you were uh, at uh, Port here in High for the start of the uh, Northern and uh, PH uh, baseball series um it's it's been the the stretch of rivalries northern played marysville ph played marysville now northern and ph are going to play each other this week we hope we'll get the rest of
2: the series (laughs) right (laughs) well we already had game two washed out that'll be friday if they can actually find umpires to play in the game but yeah uh, it was a cold monday for this game but uh, pH was playing well. they threw Isaiah Hernandez was if you've never seen him throw, does not have a lot of velocity on his pitches and it messes up a lot of batters and he was pitching really well in in the bottom of the first port here on high was able to get the first run of the game. Gavin Troy drove in a, a run with a single to make it 1 0. Uh, Northern was going down in order each of the first two innings. Uh, Lead off double was stranded by Hernandez in the third, and then Port Huron pushed across another run in the bottom of that inning. An RBI single from Joey Seppo drove in Peyton Mullins to make it 2 0. The score would stay there till the top of the fifth when Northern finally got their first runs. Uh, Jacob Kerrigan put a bunt down the third baseline. The throw to first, I didn't really know how to score an error or a hit. Uh, the first baseman reached across and ran into Kerrigan, and it went to the bat, to the fence, and it would have been a close play anyway. But ran, Run came across the score. Dylan Blank would eventually sack in the other run with a sack fly to make it 2-2, two two. and then in the bottom of the sixth, tied it to Port Huron. Get a big run to make it three to two. Griffin Hansel scored on an RBI single from Colton Barnett. Connor Rosenau, it was a ground ball to the right side. Blank was at second base after starting and PH actually got enough to bloink early that they were playing with the lead and bloink didn't settle in until the latter third of his outing. But he was going deep in the hole between second and first, grabbed it on the backhand, threw to first, couldn't get Barnett. And Rosanaugh tried to score all the way from second and a perfect throw gunned him down. But they took the go-ahead run and Hernandez came out for the seventh. The first two batters singled and singled, so runners on first and second, nobody out. Kerrigan struck out, trying to bunt them over. Falastro struck out, so now it's runners on first and second with two away, and you're a pitch away from stealing game one if you're port here on high. Dylan Blank hit a ball off the very end of the bat. It blooped towards third. The third baseman went to cover third, thinking the pitcher was going to... Pick it up and just tossed a third. Uh, the, Hernandez is a righty. He was coming off the mound the opposite way. No one could get there in time, and it was an infield hit. And then Ty Fletcher uh, put one in the gap to make it uh, to clear the bases. A three-run double, and Port here on Northern didn't look back. They ended up putting up six runs in the top of the seventh. Oh. After being down to their final out, they would get the 8-3 win, but. Port Huron played well. I liked their approach at the plate. Um, Until that seventh inning when it started to unravel, really didn't throw the ball around too much, really didn't do anything terribly. Um, Again, I really liked how they approached. They were very patient with Bloink. They had some long at-bats. They felt like it was always going to a three-ball count and just – making blank labor through. He, only, he made it through the sixth, and that's because, well, almost through the sixth, and that's because of the pitch counts that they were racking up. But Northern in the clutch spots, got the clutch hits. Uh, Ty Fletcher had swung the bat well all game long. He hadn't been rewarded up until that point. But on a 3-1 count with two away, he absolutely crushed one in the gap, and Northern got a big win to keep them in a hunt for their conference title.
1: Yeah, this is um, interesting because it's basically a three-team race right now in, in the blue, um, and and Northern's right in the mix. They've already played Lakeview, but they've got Frazier still on on the schedule coming up, so that'll be a big series for them to see whether they can stay in the race or they fall out of the race. But in the meantime, you know they took care of business against Marysville. They got to take care of business against PH, and the thing is, is like you say, record-wise, PH is struggling, but they're actually, you know, it's they're not much an easy game. From last year, it's not any, and I like a lot of their young players. Like I, I like the way Mullins swings. I love Gavin Troy uh, and the way he swings the bat and, and his skill set. You know, you, you've got a lot of young guys uh, on on that uh, team, um, and I actually. I expect a big step from this group next year. Yeah. You know, the, the, again, they're not super deep pitching the ball, but if they get even just decent pitching,
2: you know they're going to be a much better team. Uh, and I liked uh, what Northern does. I, I think they're solid. I think they have bats up and down the lineup. Taylor Falls had the best at-bats throughout the entire game. He, had, he ended up with three hits in, in the win, and... Got a big one in the 7th. Uh, he actually came up twice. He led off the 7th with the base knock to get that uh, rally going. And, I, yeah, Northern had to win that game. But, PH, they're they're just a little frisky. And they didn't throw Sherrod. And I believe I might see him uh, later in the week if they match up. Which, by the way, their game Thursday is supposed to be at Sanborn Park under the lights. So that should be that's a cool, cool. matchup. Yeah. I like that they're doing that with those two teams. Yeah, they should be. Um, and uh, again,
1: like Fletcher had the, that big hit, uh, and obviously that's a guy that we keep an eye on. He's he's a huge talent. He's just a you know a really good athlete, um, and he's he's a guy that you feel like when he comes to to the plate, he's the one guy on Northern, maybe along with Schrader, that's already in scoring <laughs> position. You know, and again, he just has a very nice swing,
2: and when he makes contact, he does damage. Yeah, but PH, again, their approaches are better. You can tell they're trying to tighten it up and get better, and you saw them for a three-game series. It's not the same team you saw last year.
1: No, um, they're still prone to mistakes, but it's more to, I I think, just being young than it is to they can't do it. Right. Uh, They've got guys on the field. That can do it. They just have to figure out consistency uh, and, and get a little confidence. You know, win a few games, and it'll it changes the
2: mentality a lot. Yes, and just get a little more depth pitching wise because yeah. they have three starters. But if that once they have to go to the bullpen, there's not a whole lot there to work with, and they're just trying to eat up outs at that point. Yeah. Well, everybody
1: but Alganak is looking for extra pitching. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> you know it's it's one of those uh one of those things um Marysville struggled uh in the first game with Lance Cruz well kind of and
2: they did but they didn't because through four innings this was a 1 to 1 baseball game and we've had a lot of weird games like this where it's it's been
1: you know the, it's been close for a little while and all of a sudden the roof caves
2: in and you end up with a 19 to 7 game yeah it's to after 4, so it's a normal baseball game. A pretty tightly contested team by two teams near each other in the standings. And then Lance Cruz puts up 18 runs in the 5th and 6th innings combined. And the more concerning part, because sometimes you can go, you know what, hey, it's just errors. Of the 19 runs scored, 18 were earned. That's tough. That means you're getting hit around. That means... They're putting the bat on the ball. and Or you're not throwing strikes. Right. Because I believe they walked, yeah, as a team, they walked 12 batters. Ouch. They did have five errors in there as well, but obviously those didn't come back to hurt them as much. That's, that's still,
1: that's a tough way to play. and And, again, you're competitive for half the ball game. Yeah. And then two innings and it becomes uh, a 12-run loss. I, I don't, you know, it. it it's hard because, again, I, I look at Marysville. I watched them play three games last week. They didn't look terrible to me.
2: They don't look like a team that should give up uh, an 8-run and a 10-run inning.
1: No, no. Like, where where does that come from? They, they catch the ball relatively well most of the time. Obviously, they made some errors in this game, but... You got to throw strikes, number one, um, and every everything else flows off of that. Uh, you, your defense—if you're walking guys and hitting guys and getting free base runners—you know, guy—and especially early in the season when we've got the cold weather, it, it's hard for those guys to stand in the field through that. You, you got to throw strikes, force the other team to swing the bat, move move your innings along. Don't make your defense stand out there. Right. You know, so and I think that's happening to a, a lot of the teams that we talk about who are struggling.
2: Amongst all the chaos, Zach Winston had two hits. Connor Randall had a hit and drove in a run, and Logan Johnson had a double that drove in two. So for Marysville,
1: back to the drawing board for Marysville. I expect better in this year se- Lance Cruz is a series that they should compete in, and that they can w- still win this series.
2: Yes, yes, they can, uh, but they have to work through that tough loss because again for four innings you're playing right there with them it's a one-one baseball game and the other thing i'd like to see from that is a little leadership in that dugout because when something starts to enroll you need someone to be that glue that says okay you know what we gave up four cut it off here don't let it become this yeah all right uh marine city sweeps two from Cusno. just keep winning man yeah you know
1: and we know about their offense. Uh, they won game one six to three, they win game 2 13 to one. But what we haven't really talked a lot about is they they're throwing the ball pretty well. I mean, they're
2: I think they're eight and0 in league now. Yeah. Uh, let me double check. I know they're, they've won 10 straight. They, yeah, they're 8-0 in the Matt Gold. The big one's going to be when they play Lamphere, and that's supposed to be uh, tomorrow. They go down to Lamphere, I'm guessing. I know when Marine City travels, they like to do double headers, just so they don't have to travel as much. Yeah. Um, So that could be a big one down there, but 10 straight wins for Marine City. The most they've given up in that span is seven, but that was to Cardinal Mooney. In league, they haven't given up more than three runs in a game. Excuse me, four runs. They gave that up to Mott last week. Yeah, so they're pitching well.
1: They're playing good defense, and the the bats have been hitting pretty much all year. Um, And and Heslop is, you know, he's making a big difference for them tripled in game one, drove in two. Anthony Rufino knocked in a couple of runs. Cooper Letson had a double and an RBI in the 6-3 win, and then they turn around and win game two, 13-1. They get three hits, including a double and an RBI from Parker Atkinson. Zach Tetler had three hits, a double, drove in four. Three more RBIs for Heslop, who had two hits, including a double. And uh, Cooper Letson had three hits, another double, and he drove in two more runs and a hit and an RBI for Anthony Rafino. So, again, when we talk about what Marine City is doing, we seem to bring up three, four, five names uh, every game, at least at the plate, uh, and obviously, they're getting the job done on the mound.
2: Now, I want to put this caveat in, because the teams that Marine City has beat in league play are a combined 3-22 and 22 in league play. So, they still have they still have to play Roseville, who has some talent. Uh, Lakeshore at least has a winning record in league. I don't know if they're any good, and they have to play Lafear you You do well, you go four and two, five, and one in that stretch. All right now we're really talking now we're talking, are you maybe a dark horse sleeper team in your district are you some, are you there or are you just beating up on the bad teams in the gold because to to give the other side of the coin. They have been beaten up on teams whose best record total is Cousineau at five and six overall. The other three teams, one and nine, zero oh and seven, and one and nine.
1: Uh, uh, and again, uh, you, you're right. You know, you you have to look at that uh, to to quantify everything. But I'll just say, Lamphere Roseville, they are beating up on those same teams. They, oh, I agree. You know, they I haven't. Think they very much. They haven't played Marine City. They are yet, still
2: so. a favorite to win this league, but. To get into that discussion of, all right, what what are you going to do come early June when you go out to Richmond? Can you be a threat in that district to knock someone off? And maybe someone's looking ahead, whether it's St. Clair or Richmond, thinking, all right, let's get the rematch from last year. Or Lutheran North's in there as well, who's really solid. I'll get to see them Saturday against Mooney. But win those games and then you start to go, okay. Let's, let's see exactly what this Marine City team can do because I, I know they can hit and I know they have good team speed, but are they going to be good enough come postseason time to make some noise? Well, we can't get that answer for another no. month. <laughs> well, remember two years ago, they ended up in the district final. Yeah, They lost to Lutheran North in like a, a game that had like 20-some runs in it and they played for a district championship two years ago. So they're not unfamiliar to that um, but Marine City hey they're doing what they need to do against the bad teams they're beating them up and I think their closest win is a two-run win over Mott so solid performance from them do you want to go to the BWAC right now yeah let's uh, let's go to the BWAC because we did get three series started
1: on Monday um, let's talk about North Branch beating Yale eight to nothing um, I uh, you know, North Branch lost to Richmond last week. They kind of needed this win to get back on track because, I mean, game one was a one nothing game. That
2: could have gone either way. Right. But in game two, you know, they kind of laid an egg. Yeah, and Richmond took advantage of it, but... Brady Mitchell is on the mound, and that cures a lot of ales for North Branch. Seven innings pitched, no runs, two hits, two walks, seven Ks. Oh, and at the plate, he had three hits, including two doubles. Not a bad day. Aiden Swash added a hit and an RBI. Keegan Schirlinger had a hit and an RBI as well. Um, maybe we can talk about this more in one of the segments we're going to do later on, but is Brady Mitchell the number two pitcher in the BWAC right now? Well, I mean,
1: his numbers kind of indicate it. There, there's, there's another guy that we don't talk about a lot who uh, pitched on Monday, and, and his numbers were pretty good. I, I don't know if, uh, if I want to elevate him to that class, but I, I know
2: that when I've seen he was him pitch, hurt.
1: He's, he's been well. But, but for, um, for, for
2: Brady Mitchell, he was hurt last year. So yeah. He didn't have a lot to go off of from a year ago. And this year... What, his only blemish is one unearned run against Richmond? I Otherwise, mean, they're still playing that game, and it's in the 38th inning, still 0-0. Yeah, I, I, I
1: get it that we all know Kasner's number one. Right. But because of Kasner, maybe sometimes we forget, like, Bryce Simpson could make a strong argument for being the second-best pitcher in the BWAC right now. Right. Um, and, you know... But M- is, Mitchell's got to be on that list and I, I was thinking you know Skyler Lowers has pitched some good games he this has
2: year. but let me pull up so in in league games they started off um against cross Lex in the first game Brady Simpson or Brady Simpson uh <laughs> Brady Mitchell pitched he threw oh that was the uh, second game the first game was the two one win over cross Lex so a high effort or a high pressure game seven innings Two hits, one earned, one walk, 12 Ks. He then follows it up the next week when he pitches. This is against MLA City, so one of the teams struggling. But he goes three innings, doesn't give up a – he gives up one base runner um, – uh, and strikes out six, doesn't give up a hit. But that's in three innings, so that doesn't count as a, a no-hitter. Then he loses to Richmond, and in the loss to Richmond, he goes five innings, three hits, no earned, two walks, six strikeouts. And then the performance here against Yale, seven innings, no earned, two hits, two walks, seven strikeouts. I mean, that's four starts, and he ha- and he's given up one earned run, one earned run against crosslax. And that was in his first start of league play. And he's consistently going at least five, if not the whole game. And the only and again he could was only allowed to pitch three against MLA City because the game was over. Yeah. So, I know there are some other guys that are really solid, and I don't want to take anything away from Skylar Lowers or from Bryce Simpson or from Heck. I think we have to throw Jason Lane in there. The yeah, way that he's was been, that was the other guy. Was, that uh, that the way he's been pitching, but. I just don't know if you just look at the numbers again. I've yet to see Brady Mitchell pitch in person, but I know I've seen Richmond hit in person. I know they can put up some runs, and he worked through that lineup pretty well. Uh, I think he has to be in discussion as the number two pitcher maybe in the area right now, not just the BWAC, but the BWAC seems to have a lot of the best pitching right now.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and that's something that maybe we can talk about a little later on um, with that. Um, speaking of good pitching, Skylar Lowers went seven, gave up no uh, earned runs, four hits, walked two, struck out 13, added a double among two hits at the plate. Richmond beat Armada three to one. Uh, Bryce Wesley had two hits, a double and an RBI in that one. Uh, Jackson Jones had a hit and an RBI, and Anthony Benetti picked up a couple of hits. And since, again... We, we, we talk about it just about every show now. Since getting slapped, Richmond has done nothing but win. And convincingly. Yeah. Um, and, again, Ar- Armada's struggling. Uh, at least they're starting to to score now in every game. Early in the season, they couldn't even score. Right. But, again, you know, they, they play teams competitively, but th- in a league where we just said it, there, there's too much pitching to have a weak offense.
2: I... Again, I'm going to keep beating this drum till it happens till the broken clock is right, but I feel like Armada is going to win a game like two to one or one to nothing that you go, "That wasn't supposed to happen, whether it's the second game against Richmond, whether it's a game against North Branch, they're holding teams to low run totals. That's got to result in wins at some point. At some point, you're going to get two bloop singles and an error to push across a few runs. It, it That's their problem, that It hasn't happened for them That's just yet. how baseball works, and Armada can pitch and field. Heck, in this game, Hunter Filber, who I liked when I saw him, struggled to throw strikes, was out after two-thirds of an inning, and Josh Genuine comes in and throws five-and-a-third of one-run baseball. So a guy you're thinking is going to have a really nice game is pulled in the first inning, and you still keep it a two-run game. But it's, again... Your offense
1: is already struggling, and then there's that, that pressure if you get scored on early. Right. You know, because you almost feel like, boy, if, if we give up two runs, we don't have a chance to win today.
2: Yeah, I think the key for our mate is they need just to score early in games. Yeah. Play with a lead and maybe, like you said, build some confidence. Almont has to have some confidence. I know MLA City is struggling in the BWAC, but an 18 nothing win for Almont. They're holding serve. Still technically tied for first in the BWAC. Yep, they're what now seven and one or no eight eight and one. This would make them eight and one. Yeah, yeah, eight and one in league play. Uh, Luke Winkler two hits a double in RBI. Brendan Cole a hit and two RBIs. Trenton Cruz had three RBIs. Giovanni Morocco two hits and two R- uh, hit, and two RBIs. Cody Koval had a hit and RBI. And Jason Lane had a hit and an RBI as well. Love uh... Giovanni Morocco. That's a great
1: name. It's the first time I've heard that one. Haven't seen Armada play uh, or Almont play, uh, but they're taking care of business and again, you can kind of make the same argument with them that we made with Marine City. If if you look at their body of work, they haven't played any of the big boys yet, but you have to win these games so that when you play the big boys those games matter.
2: Right. And that's what they're doing because they're going to have the Gauntlet, I believe next week is their first big series. Uh, if you're Almont, let me pull it up real quick. Next week, they take on Algonac. That'll be a big week for them. And they're going to have to figure out how, because that's them and Richmond are the top, top dogs. If you get a split against Algonac, that's a successful series. Yeah. But take care of business. Don't trip up against MLA City and go into that series seven and one or nine and one or whatever. It's seven and one. They'd have three series left because they play fourteen. So yeah, okay. there's the math. So they're six and one in league now. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that's all the baseball that happened. Yeah, and this there was no softball. No. So and if there was, we couldn't find it.
1: Yeah. So that that that's what's happened over this last little stretch of uh, of rainy days that we've uh, had. But we'll still have more to uh, talk about uh, in uh, just a, a moment uh, here, and I, I think we're going to rehash
3: Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal based advice based on your short and long term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at eight ten nine eight seven five three seven zero. That's 810 987 Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services LLC member FINRA and SIPC.
2: Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years, with locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road. They are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns and Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area, backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery and all. Purchase at $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King.
0: Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. it's on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back.
1: Dennis and uh, uh, Brady, and uh, Brady, I'll let you set this up.
2: Yeah, we're uh, so spring sports is about two months long. You have April, you have May, and then usually the first weekend of June is the district so eight week season we're about four weeks into the season so midway through I figured we've seen a lot of baseball and softball we've seen most of the teams in the area at least once I know we haven't gotten to see Almont softball yet we haven't gotten to see North Branch baseball but um, we actually haven't gotten to see Mooney baseball yet either but midway through I wanted to have your takeaways or your thoughts uh, what has changed what hasn't uh, halfway through the season Wow. So I have five takeaways that vary in different regards um, that span baseball, softball, and a little bit of miscellaneous things as well. Well, I, I,
1: I guess I, I would start with the, the big thing for me this year is, remember a couple of years ago, it was basically the year of the home run. Right. And offense, the first month of the season, was dominating over pitching. And I, and I think that's flipped a little bit. Like It seems like it's the year of the pitcher this year. At the least year of the, the no-hitter. The, yeah, because we've had a lot of no-hitters. We just went through a list uh, of pitchers, and that was just in the BWAC. Right. Uh, of guys that are throwing the ball really well. Obviously, what uh, Ken Abomarito has done this year for Algonac softball. Well, that, that
2: works into my first one. I just put the Algonac pitchers are somehow better than we thought. Mainly, Kenna Bomarito and Josh Kasner, because we both knew they were going to be good. They've been video game-like through the first month of the season. It's not two starts, especially for Kenna. She's probably started, what, seven, eight games at this point? Yep. And it feels like she's had double-digit strikeouts in every one of those games. Yeah, I, like, maybe... 14 is her season low, and I, and I don't think I'm exaggerating with that. Maybe 12, but yeah. still, she's put, She's already set a state record for strikeouts in a six-inning game. She's grown a no-hitter. She's been completely dominant. Her team's unbeaten in, in BWAC play, setting themselves up to try to dethrone Richmond for the first time in nearly a decade, and she's been mashing at the plate yeah, as I well. Say On a team that has Ella Stevenson, she's probably been their best hitter. Right. They've both been they've been a ridiculous one-two punch. Um, and, and
1: like if I, if I were to say right now, after one month of the season, we had to pick MVPs in both sports. My softball MVP for the entire area is of right. bombrito, and my
2: baseball MVP for the entire area is Josh Kasner.
1: Yeah, it's, who's done better?
2: Yeah, there's um, there's some. Got Some players that would be worthy of an MVP in a normal year, but this hasn't been a normal year. Because Josh Kasner, he's given up, what, four hits in 30 innings of work? Not four earned runs, four hits. hits. And three of those came in one game, and I think they were all infield singles. He's been untouchable and that's not to mention that he's been their three-hitter and steady at the plate as well. So whatever expectations we had and they were lofty for Algonac especially their their two aces, they have surpassed them and that's not to take away from Ella Stevenson who has been putting up just stupid numbers. I swear she's hitting 700 um <laughs> with her op her her uh slugging percentage has to be like to something uh, because it seems like she rips an, a- an extra base hit every time she's at the plate and all the other players and for the baseball team as well you said in the last segment Bryce Simpson has been a really good pitcher just not the best on his own uh, team
1: he's got a one hitter and he's was in, he was two outs oh. away from a no hitter right that he got help from a
2: teammate with but you know pitch count stopped him both times that that, that Algonac lineup top to bottom has been solid but again whatever we could have imagined if I would have told you that the the stat lines for both of them before the season you'd been like Brady they're good they're really good but come on be realistic yeah, but th- this is what they've they've done
1: and um, it, we use the phrase video game numbers it's been a lot of video game numbers when uh, with those two and leading uh, reading their line scores, but I just, there's still a lot of offense out there, especially in softball, uh, That that's the way the game has turned to, but it just feels like there's been a lot of dominant pitching performances this year, uh, and just a, a ton of no-hitters, a ton of combined no-hitters, um, and I, I just feel like uh, so far for a month it's been the year of the pitchers
2: yeah and those two have led the way, and we talked about some others in the last segment but the 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 main the first thing I thought about was somehow both pitchers in algonac have been better than we ever could have imagined yeah all right what's your what's your next mid season takeaway well uh,
1: it uh, you know in years past and, and i've been doing this for a long time you generally when a season starts you you look at the the various leagues and you go, okay, it comes down to when these two teams play each other Mm-hmm. Doesn't it feel like everywhere the races are wide open and we've got a lot of teams that still have a crack at it a month into the season? You look at um, softball. In the white, it's a four-team race. St. Clair, Marysville, Utica, and Stevenson are all in the mix. Yeah. Uh, and there's some big games coming up uh, in the white, in the blue. Frazier, Gross Point South, and Marine City are all still in the mix. It's a three-team race there. in they're the B at four and one. Yeah, in the BWAC, it is a four-team race. Algonac, Richmond, Elmont, North Branch, they're all still in, in the if, mix.
2: And if one team's maybe the most out of it at this point, it's surprisingly Richmond because they're three and three, and there's two undefeated teams ahead of them. Yeah, but again, they're a threat to sweep anybody on the list. Or be swept right. by anybody on the list. The problem list. is they've they've already played Algonac and North Branch, so they need some help.
1: Yeah. yeah you look at uh, baseball in the blue. Lakeview, Frazier, and Northern all in the mix to win that league with a month uh, to go. The, uh, the, the gold's really the, gold. the only one that you well, can
2: say, because, and the weather hasn't helped, but really it seems like it's Marine City and Lamp Fear, but Roseville yeah. is 4-1. and one. Yeah,
1: Roseville's been rained out a lot. They've only gotten nine games in. And they're 4-1 and one in league play, so I'm going to call that a three-team race until they, everybody starts playing all their games. And then, obviously, in in the BWAC, to me, it's still a f- – I know North Branch lost those two games, and that hurts, but I'm still going to keep them in the mix. And definitely, Algonac, Richmond, and Elmont are still in the race right well, now.
2: Because they're all – well, technically, Al- Algonac's half a game behind. But for all intents and purposes, it's a three-way tie at the top. Yeah. So, I mean, it just feels to me
1: like we've got more teams involved and more teams with a chance to do
2: something in their leagues this now, year than in a lot of years. Is part of that because we've had so many rainouts that we haven't had it, all the games to separate? That might be a
1: part of it, too, because
2: that's a big factor. Because you look at, like, the white. There have been four league games played for most of them, and by this point you usually have, what, six to eight? league games played. Well, I mean, St. Clair and Marysville may never play this game.
1: Right. That uh, that's they, gonna... They've been rained out and rescheduled so many times, it's, it's stupid. Um, Sterling Heights-Stevenson was supposed to play St. Clair Monday and Marysville on Tuesday, and both of those games got rained out, or we might have a thinner
2: race, or it might even be more jumbled up. Right. That's the only uh... – yeah, that's maybe one of the reasons why – It feels more wide open, but at least in baseball, like with the BWAC, we've missed, what, one game? All the series have been complete in a week, so we're one Algonac game behind right now. And that one is a legitimate three-team race. We think Richmond and Algonac are maybe a half-step or a step above Almont, but they've earned the right to be in that discussion right now. Yeah. Uh, So I just... um, uh,
1: we've talked a lot about BWAC softball and how good that league is at the, the top. So we kind of expected to have a multi-team thing going on, you know, and it had not be quite sorted out a month into the, uh, the season. But really by this point, you usually have a couple of front runners in every league that have kind of already made the statement that we're the, we're the two best teams and it comes down to us. And that really hasn't, formed out yet and again yeah probably weather and rainouts and things like that
2: play a, a role in that but um, you know there's still a lot that's up for grabs all right my next one was you, you mentioned it a bit but I said in softball home runs have found their level I think we have a good amount right now where it's not stupid where every game it feels like we have five home runs <laughs> where we go to a game and if you don't see a home run you're like well what the heck was that that's disappointing that we have a, a a good amount that you know you can see a long ball at any time, but it's not to the point where it felt like two years ago you were seeing batters just throw the bat and hitting, barreling it up, and it just shoots 250 feet over the fence. And if someone actually got a hold of one, it was a 300-foot nuke. Yeah. Uh, the, the,
1: the first year that we did get stuck on sports, the amount of home runs I saw in softball.
2: And not just I that. I think we had what? The, the amount of
1: distance over the fence they were going. Four
2: or five teams have their single season home run record set in the 2021 season. Yeah. It was ridiculous. They, they were going
1: out. I, I think uh, my, my final count for the year in softball was something like 90
2: home runs. And last year you only had like 50-something. Yeah. Right? But I, and I've, I've seen know. 19 this year in softball. I remember two years ago I saw hitters that weren't good, like eight, nine hole hitters, would flail at a pitch away and just stick the bat out and would barrel it up and it would carry over the fence. And you're going, that was not a good swing. <laughs> that should not have been a home run. Well, I, Well You literally had somebody threw their bat
1: at the ball and it went out.
2: Yeah, it was in a St. Clair-Marysville game. Just stuck the bat out. Landed under the scoreboard, no doubt line drive, home run. So that- and, and I was seeing players that,
1: you know, freshman and sophomore players that weigh 50 pounds were smoking the ball
2: 20 feet over the fence. Right. So I just thought that we, we, have, a, we have found the right amount of home runs in softball, that you still see them. And the still, the really good hitters could hit two. I mean, we had North Branch hit three in a game, but you're not seeing some ridiculous numbers where you're going, oh, wow, they didn't hit a home run. What the heck went wrong that game?
1: Yeah, like, uh, obviously, the, the wind was blowing in that day. Right. All right, uh, go to your next one, Dennis. All right, um, we've got a lot of young talent uh these days, really in, in all our sports, like we talked about it a lot in basketball and one of the teams we talked about was St. Clair. I'm going to talk about St. Clair baseball. And uh, this is a young group that, uh, again, kind of excited about when they get a little more experience and have a little more success. Um, Peyton Ellis can swing the bat. He's going to be a good player, Brady. Um, I like uh, Joey Lindman. Mm-hmm. um who, who plays you know a tough position he plays shortstop a, a lot
2: um uh, Beauregard we, we've talked about um he, yeah the he, the seniors these are the seniors on St. Clair's team Logan Ellis Owen Blank Holden Shawk, Braylon and Bryce Short so Essien's been a nice bat Logan Ellis is obviously really solid Owen Blank's been good but here's the list of sophomores that have contributed Joey Turner you know he can pitch oh, yeah. and he can hit. Uh, Joe Lindman, you mentioned, is a sophomore. Peyton Ellis, uh, Cody Beauregard, Ryan Pettinger, uh, Drew McCartney, all in there and all guys that are contributing and, and playing well. And that's not to bring up some of the juniors that are on the team, but they have a lot of young talent. Like you're saying, that maybe they can set themselves up for a, a nice couple-year run because it seems like they get it early on in the season, like there was no acclamation period. Yeah, they're
1: they're chasing this year because Gross Point North is off to a good start. Um,
2: but in the next couple of years, they might be the team that everybody's chasing in that league. They certainly have a embarrassment of riches down there. And again, sometimes when you get these young teams, the first two three weeks of the season, you see them struggle a bit, throw it around, and they lost. Some heartbreakers, but those are some good teams and some well-played games. Yeah, I I like the youngness. uh, The youngness. The young. (laughs) That's a word. uh, Yes. The The um, youth. Young, yes, youth talent there at St. Clair. All right. uh,
1: Maybe we'll we'll take a break and we'll pick this up. we'll finish them up. But there's another team I want to talk about that I don't think we've given nearly enough love to this year. And the more I look at it, the more love I think they deserve. All right. All
2: right. So uh, we'll be right back. Marysville.
3: This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us
0: and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right, so Brady and I were just talking about St. Clair baseball. You know, we we always tell you they're good, and we know they're good, but let's talk about Cardinal Mone, because um, I just feel like we, we need to give them a little bit more love and attention than they've gotten. They, well, I will say it didn't help when they took two weeks off. Well, th- yeah, th- there's that, but, but I also kind of factor that into, like, here's a team, they've only played eight games, so it's a small sample size, but they've had doubleheaders with Ann Arbor Gabriel Richard, Riverview Gabriel Richard, and Divine Child. They've also played Country Day and Marine City. This week they've got, if they get these games in, Richmond is on their schedule and a doubleheader with Lutheran North. They're also supposed
2: to play at Chippewa Valley
1: on uh, Friday. So, they've been playing a lot of good teams when they do play.
2: And they've been having
1: a lot of success.
2: They're also supposed to play um, Ann Arbor, Gabriel Richard, again in a doubleheader that got rained out yesterday. Yeah, and, and they've got, you know,
1: Trent Rice. When we talk about guys who are top players in our area. Mm-hmm. Trent Rice is a first-team top player in our area.
2: I think they have a few guys that you can make arguments yeah, for. Yeah, you
1: know, when we talk about pitching, Lotsky.
2: Ryan Trombley might be their best hitter to this point in the season. Yeah, he, games.
1: He, he's been absolutely raking the ball. I mean, so this is a, a team that, again, you know, they play a tough schedule to prepare themselves. Mm-hmm. They kind of, at least early, sometimes have a little bit of an easy road into the next round. Right. Um, so they're, they're poised and set up to make a run. And a couple of years ago, they made it all the way to the state finals. Is this team
2: capable of making that yes. run this year? I'll just say straight up yes. Yeah, and, right. I, and I think so too. Now, will they and capable of are two different things. There's, I mean... And I'd say in any given division in any given year, you have six to ten teams that are capable of making a run to a state final. That's why it's so hard to do because yeah. there's a lot of talent. But, but these again, small school, mm-hmm. a lot of people in the state of Michigan have
1: no idea there's a Marine City Cardinal Mooney. And yet, across the state, when, when the polls come out, when people talk about, well, who's good in D4 – Mooney somehow always seems to end up in the
2: conversation. Yeah, They're number one right now. Yeah. They are number one for sure. So we can't complain that they don't get it. no love and respect from everybody else. All right. This one um, doesn't have to do with the specific team, but we've both been done games at this stadium for uh, the past few weeks. Port Huron should be hosting softball districts, regionals, a quarterfinal every single year. They have far and away the best softball facility. Uh, the, the field's gorgeous. The, it's nice having the grandstands, having lights, and every one of these should be at night. Uh, you know, whether they host districts at 4, 6, and 8, they host a quarterfinal game that starts at 7.30 at night, 8 o'clock at night, or regionals that are 4, 6, and 8. Uh, Port Huron, I know their softball team has not been great, but they have the facility that they should be hosting as much as possible in softball every year. Well, yeah, the, I'll go
1: one further. They could host quarterfinals and multiple
2: ones because you could play one in the afternoon and you could play one at night so they could host two quarterfinals. Right. I am I know that's easy for me to put a lot of work on other people, but the, it is the nicest facility. They have the, the again, the grandstands are awesome. You, the field has become really nice. They put a lot of work into it, so it's a solid field. Uh, the dugouts are a little small, but that's because they were built a long time ago, but they're yeah, still, and they're
1: made out of concrete, so, so you was, can't really expand yeah. um,
2: um That's the only small complaint. But they could be hosting any postseason event they wanted to, and they've already done some night games during the season. Do some night games during the postseason? I know it would be a lot better if Port Huron High softball was playing in a regional final at home at night. But they should be hosting a lot because they have the best softball facility uh, for fans, for players, for us in the area. You know, um, and there are a couple of of other
1: places that uh, I I like the facility at Marysville. I think they have a really nice field there. Um, I like uh, Armada, especially now that they've cleared out behind the fences. Armada is really nice. Armada is, they're probably number two. Really nice. Um, places where they shouldn't, Saint Clair.
2: <laughs> Saint Clair deserves a better. They, they deserve, deserve some a better upgrades. field. You know, they deserve. Once that gym's done, and once all that's done, they deserve to get both ball diamonds maybe yeah. updated just a bit. Just, 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 just a
1: smidge. Just a, just a smidge. Um, and uh, and I love Croslex, and I actually I love going there because. The ball carries well. They've got a beautiful scoreboard out and right. Right. And that's the only thing nice I can say about
2: yeah, that. Yeah, they, <laughs> they were built a it's long a hard time It's setup
1: ago. to even sit and
2: watch. I know that in the long-term plans, they want to do stuff with that, but not necessarily anything that will happen by next week or yeah, next Yeah, no,
1: year. no. And then we just need to get uh, fields for Cardinal Mooney
2: that are uh, in in our area code. Right. <laughs> that aren't in St. Clair Shores. <laughs> yeah. Uh but anyway, that was one of them. And on that same note, that anyone who is renovating their ball fields, obviously you're not go- no one's going to put up uh concrete grandstands. That just ain't going to happen. But if you are renovating your field, any AD that is, any baseball coach Take a short trip out to Richmond and see how they did it, because both their baseball and softball fields look really nice. I like the all netting backstop. Uh, the dugouts are really sharp. The field, Richmond's baseball field, is the most well taken care of field in the area. It was early April and 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 cold, and the grass looked like it was mid July, and it had been a rainy yep. summer. If you're going to redo your baseball or softball diamond, go go venture out to Richmond and see how they did it. Yeah, that's a good
1: blueprint to uh, to work off of because um, uh, they did. Uh, I haven't been to the baseball field yet, but I have done several games at the softball uh, facility, and I, I'm with you. I love that backstop with the, the all the all netting and yep. just
2: the, the the tall poles, no fencing, and yeah, yeah, it,
1: it's really nice. The dugouts are are. Really spacious and nice. Um, it was cold there, and it was so big in in the dugout that they actually uh, they they put up the bisqueen to knock down the wind, and they had like heaters, so they, they kind
2: of you could go behind the curtain and heat up.
1: And I think it makes a difference,
2: right? Um, Armada's baseball field is really nice as well. Yes, we talked about that last year. Um, I think they Just have a need bar- to get
1: that press box turned around, <laughs>
2: right? Move <Moving> it from the <laughs> JV field because that used to be the varsity. Um, but they. Uh, they have a very similar setup, and it's a very nature look, and I like that as yeah. well. But Richmond has done a very nice job with their renovations.
1: And you're saying Lutheran North should never have another. Lutheran
2: North um, should never, <laughs> ever, ever, ever host anything ever again until they... Nuke that field and build something brand new in its place. And, and I would say, uh, no more basketball at Oakland Christian. No. Okay. Uh, do you have
1: any <laughs> others? Because
2: I have one more. Uh, go ahead. Because yeah, you you've pretty much we've done all of mine. All right, my last one. And at the midway point, and this is something similar to what I did in football season. But right now, as it stands, I think we have six softball teams and four baseball teams that can have a really good shot at winning a regional title. So 10 teams total. You want me to go through the the 6 and 10? For softball right now, I think both Marysville and St. Clair have good chances. Um, Marine City can get to that point, but I want to see a little more from them. In the BWAC, it's the top four in the BWAC. They all have the ability to win a regional title. And we could get multiple um, because, well, they're in different divisions. But some of them are going to knock each other out in districts. But I think any of Almont, North Branch, Algonac, and Richmond, they can all very easily win a regional title. Yeah,
1: And, and there's nothing we can do about it, but we're going to have, what, St. Clair, Marysville, Marine City, and Richmond all in the same district, and only one team gets to leave. And the
2: regional might be easier than the district. Yeah, no that that's that's an insane district. It's just yeah, that's whew. when whew, yeah when you say all when I put three teams right there and possibly a fourth if they continue to play well that could make a deep run all in the same district. Yeah, that one's just not fair. And baseball right now, um, Cardinal Mooney, I'm putting in there they could win a district title and for uh, baseball. Richmond, Algonac, and I think North Branch should be in there as well because they have the pitching to do it. St. Clair could get there. And if Almont keeps a one-two punch pitching through the gauntlet, they'd get up there as well. And Northern's just has a really tough district, so they have to be exceptional to get to a regional championship in D1. But I think those four teams in baseball right now, I'd put really good if they're not a favorite, they're – one of the top three, and it, if it's a upset, it's not a big upset. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't looked at
1: all of the, the districts yet, but my, my feel with, like, Algonac, and I don't like to put pressure on people, but I feel like if they don't win a district, they'll feel like their season was...
2: Well, they know they have a really good team. Yeah. I don't think that's saying anything that people down in Algonac don't know, that their team is really solid and that their team has some expectations. They host through the damn quarterfinal, so they if they were to win a state title, they'd play at Algonac, and they'd play at Michigan State. Yeah, which was a great coup. Yes, I don't know how they did that or how they pulled that off. If I if I was doing this in say Macomb County or somewhere where I have a de- or de- for Detroit Edison, I'd be going, "What the hell is this? How could you let yeah. that happen?" It was this
1: skullduggery. <laughs>
2: right? <laughs> but Parent, hey, you they they applied,
1: and if nobody else does, yeah, you're they get asked
2: it. and they said okay. So, yeah, you, is it maybe the best way to do it? No, but am I going to complain that Algonac got a little bit of love? No, I'm not, and uh, Algonac is has a very a very winnable path to another quarterfinal I believe they'd either match up with uh, I think Bad Axe might be in their region this year remember they played them in the regional semifinals last year Um, and then obviously Detroit Edison is the other big one
1: yeah uh, not that Algonac had a horrible ash oh Brown City is a little bit of a hike I mean, we no. Could, they it, had a long. They had a, in, a long, area, long way to they go. They played at Sanborn. which they
2: they played at Brown City. Then they played at Bad Axe, and then they their yeah. quarterfinal, regional final, and quarterfinal were at Sanborn, which was the closest one. Well, that's not too bad. the The, lo- the deeper you got into the playoffs, the closer it got. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I had forgotten that they did have to go to Bad Axe. So doo-doo-doo. yeah, it looks like no, they wouldn't. Again, it, ugh, I hate that the state. Numbers all the districts, and then the bracket isn't just the numbers of the districts. <laughs> You're making the bracket, people. Don't number them until you put them in a bracket and then just number them straight down. Why is Algon- the, the the region for Algonacs district 93, 94, 89, and 90? Why? Travel. So number them after you determine <laughs> the travel. <laughs> The numbers are arbitrary. (laughs) They don't have any bigger meaning than just to label them. So label them in a way that I go, oh, I'm District 7. I know my region is District 5, 6, 7, and 8. Yeah. They do that
1: in all the sports. The basketball is the same way.
2: But I don't get it. It makes no (laughs) sense. Because I'm looking and uh they wouldn't ha- they would either play bad axe or detroit edison those would be the two favorites coming into the uh quarterfinal their district has uh again 93 94 89 and 90 and in that one in those districts almonts in Algonax district but in um sorry i have to scroll all the way down to 93 because the the site is not the most uh user-friendly, so in 94, who they match up with, it would be New Lothrop, who's usually pretty solid, um, and then 89 is three teams that won't matter, and in 90, it's probably Ecourse, the team they had to beat in the regional final last year. So, But come on, people. <laughs> you make the bracket. You number the districts. Make it line up. Make it easy. It used to be that way or at least it felt like it was always that way. That <laughs> that you knew every four was a new region, not we n- n- labeled the districts and then we put them in. God, that drives me insane. Ah, <laughs> uh, life is good. Anyway, I like um, it when when Brady has a rant. But it's just it's something simple. Come on. Just put them all in, say, okay, we're putting the Algonac district with the Bishop Foley district, with the the E-Course district, and then number them after the fact. And by the way, I know that they've drawn four districts, but I don't think it's released yet, so that might be something we talk about later, especially if we don't have any damn games. (laughs) And I already know my Marine City Armada game was canceled for today. Oh, okay. So... Maybe I'll be somewhere else. I don't even know what the schedules are because everyone has to move around for league games and all that jazz, and we'll try to be somewhere. Yep. Maybe out if Marysville and Stevenson make up, maybe I'll go there and you can go down to Anchor Bay for Anchor Bay-St. Clair, which would be a really fun softball game and another big test for St. Clair that may or may not be played.
1: He's, he's riled up right now. Yes, so I am. So I'm just going to let him but end, anyway, end the
2: program on that note. I thought we had a good show today. So <laughs> um, we'll be back Friday with some sort of analysis of whatever games managed to get played. I like the end of the show today a lot.
0: <laughs> From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.